Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Broke the mold when I was made back in 89 So you better listen close when I say these rhymes Yeah, I'm so cold, the world is mine In my hands until it turns into a snow globe I break the barrier, shake the stereo Turn countries to a state of hysteria For ice and pace me as the carrier Cause I'm full of bars and I'm sick like malaria Good morning, grinders. Happy, happy Saturday. It's the weekend grind here Brought to you by Rotor Grinders, the Weekend Grind Crew is in the building. It's March 3rd, 2018, coming into the spring here. I'm Josh Sure Giant, as always, with my co-host, Travis, Mr. Chalk Mangone. Travis, how you doing, man? Good. Uh, yeah, excited for another slate. Uh, we have March NBA, and it's, uh, you know, it's definitely the, uh, not, the, not the sexiest time of the year because it's only NBA, and uh, I don't know, things start getting a little crazy, but, uh, you know, that's where we can get an edge sometimes, and I don't know, I'm kind of excited. Uh, I think this March is going to be a good one, so uh, ready to rock, and uh, so far, so good, so no complaints here. You know, it's funny because we're in a weird time now in the season where you got some teams tanking, some teams fighting for playoff contention. And, you know, it, it kind of does impact DFS purposes. On the other hand, we do have a ton of uh, sample sizes to look at now, big sample size on, on each guy that we want to look at for the most part, you know, other than sometimes you get some call-ups and whatnot. But usually you know what you're working with here. You have lots of stats to study and look at matchups, so that's fun. But, yeah, if you haven't already, go ahead. Give us both a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at RealJoshuaGiant, at RealJoshuaGiant. Go ahead, follow Travis at TravisMangone. That's at Travis. M-A-N-G-O-N-E. And you know what else it is, Travis? It's time for some March Madness. You're going to fill some brackets out? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll fill the brackets out. They're fun, but it's not its not like what it used to be. I used to watch college basketball like uh, all the time. Uh, I used to get really into it, but not as much as I used to. Uh, I'm a big Gonzaga fan, though. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, pretty, uh, I'm pretty excited about them this year. We'll see how they end up doing. But uh, last year was disappointing making it to the finals and losing. But, uh, yeah, it'll be a fun time. It's not what it used to be. Because, you know, so invested in DFS and other sports, and we don't have DFS for college basketball anymore. So Yeah, I remember that. I remember when we had uh, college sports and DFS. Were you, were you around for that time, Travis? Yeah, I was around. It was a good time. Uh, it was a good time. Wish we had it back. But uh, I don't know. Maybe one day. You never know. Maybe one day we'll get it back. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like, we don't have, you know, the, those sports anymore. But now we have NASCAR, and we have MMA, and we have eSports, and all these things. So, you know, golf, too which was kind of like, uh, you know, requested for a long time. I used to play golf on Draft Street, which is one of the earliest sites to ever come out. And uh, now that they're no longer around anymore. But, uh, you know, it's, it's cool, though, to see that the, the sports options are growing now on the site. So I hope that we continue to see that. I think it's great for the industry. I think it's very healthy to see all these different sports. But, yeah, we're here to talk basketball with you guys. That's what we're here to do. And we got a nice Saturday slate for you guys. Uh, the slate is split up in a certain kind of way. I believe FanDuel has a six-game. Yep, FanDuel has a six-game slate here. It starts at 7.30 p.m. And DraftKings includes the 7 o'clock game, so they have a seven-game slate locking at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So what we'll do, I guess, Travis, is we'll cover that first game on the DraftKings slate, 
and then we'll just kind of like ease into the regular slate now that you know with the games that both sites have how's that sound yeah, it sounds good, and I like it, right? We got the, you know, the mix of slates is kind of nice because that way we get the two different lock times. Uh, we can, you know, focus our lineups on, you know, we can focus on, uh, you know, FanDuel at 7.30 and DraftKings at 7, and then, you know, other sites that you're worrying about. So it just, I like when the slates are different times. If I could have them all at different times, I would. It would just make things uh, easier for me. So I'm kind of excited for that. Also, are you grinding down the slate today as usual? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be doing the grind down, uh, finishing things up. And uh, so far, I, I, like I said, I, I've gone through this slate a bunch already, and uh, I, I kind of like it. I think it's going to be a really fun one, so I'm pretty excited. Oh, I'm excited. If you're that deep in research already, man, I'm excited to hear your takes. Make sure you go ahead and check out that grind down on the main page that Travis wrote. Always does such a good job writing that grind down here. Very helpful, useful information. So, yeah, without further ado, let's start with the first game. This is the slate that is on, uh, only on DraftKings. This game is only on the DraftKings slate, the 7 o'clock game. We have the Memphis Grizzlies in Orlando against the Magic. And the Magic are a five-point home favorite. 206.5 is the total. So if you're playing on DK only, Travis, is there any kind of value here that you'd want to take advantage of? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, the, the whole Memphis side of the ball, it's I mean, it's a mess going on right now. Uh, we're going to have, it looks like, Marcus All. he was uh, so basically said yesterday he's going to rest this game, so... No Marcus Saul in this one. Also have Tyreek Evans. You know, he's been out for a while. So there's just like all this value here now. And we've, we've been attacking this all week. It's been Memphis Grizzlies week. Uh, I guess we'll just have to do it one more time, right? We'll have to attack the Memphis Grizzlies here. Uh, too good of a spot too, right? Against the Magic. Uh, one of the one of the best like teams targeting DFS. So uh, really tough to kind of fade any of these Memphis guys. Let me go through it. It's uh, a lot going on though here. I mean, Jermichael Green, he, did, he had an illness yesterday. Uh, no word on if he's going to play, assuming he's questionable. So we have to kind of see what's going to happen with that. With no uh, Marcus Gasol, that means Jerome Martin is going to be certainly in play, someone that we want to look at on this slate. Someone to consider Ivan Rab then might get some decent run. It kind of depends on what they're going to do with uh, Deonta Davis. Uh, don't know if he'll play. Like, there's a chance he could play, but we, we really don't know, right? It's kind of we have to wait, take the wait-and-see approach. Bryce Johnson got some run, but don't think I'd mess around with him, especially with the idea of Chandler Parsons being back. But they said that he's probably going to play a little bit. So, again, it's one of those situations. Uh, it's We could talk about the Grizzlies, and I think Martin's like probably the main beneficiary in, in the front court. But uh, it's one of those things basically I have to say is like we need to wait up to lineup lock, and we have to be focused on that. So, uh, we, But we don't have enough information to really make that final decision. But, again, Martin, I think, is the best front court play. If we look at the back court, I don't think it's too hard to figure that one out. Uh, if Andrew Harrison sits, then we play Mario Chalmers. Uh, I know 4,500 is not what he was yesterday, right? He was 3,500. It feels more expensive, but uh, I will take a point play uh, 30 minutes and, uh, you know, for very cheap price tags and kind of just roll with it. Uh, I mean, people kind of say, uh, oh, you know, he's Mario Chalmers. He's not that good. But, hey, I'll play Mario Chalmers at this price. Again, it's not like yesterday where it was just an easy plug and play, but I still think he's a really good value, uh, especially if we restriction too. Second night of back-to-back, I'm assuming he's still on that restriction, but we don't know. Again, more things that we have to wait on with the news. Also, guys like Mike Henry, who's now the minimum, uh, he went out there and had a, you know, 22 minutes, had 20 fantasy points. Uh, again, not the greatest play on the slate, but he's someone to consider. Ben McElmore, Dylan Brooks, all these guys are in play because, number one, it's the magic, and number two, there's all this value. It's a perfect spot for these guys, so load up on Memphis guys, but again, uh, have to uh, stress that we have to wait and see what's going to happen leading up to lock. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of a blessing and a curse in the situation because there's so much value. But when there's so much value in a spot like this, you don't really know which ones to pick. You know what I mean? Because there's like, you just mentioned, you just rattled off like five guys that you can consider here that are very cheap. 
So that kind of puts you in a weird spot, right? Yeah, I, I don't think it's hard once we get the news, right? We just need news on this. So it's kind of one of those things we, you know, I can't go through every if-then statement with all these different guys that they have. So, uh, yeah, we have to just wait and see uh, kind of what's going to happen. And, again, I think, like, you'll know who the main targets are, right? It seems like Chalmers in the backcourt and, like, Martin are, like, two of the stronger plays. They were two of the stronger plays yesterday. I'm sure we'll be going back to them. But, again, it's one of those things we have to just monitor and see because if Jermichael Green's in, that'll change things. Let's say Harrison's in and then Green's out or Harrison's out and Green's out. I mean, just so many possibilities. And then if Davis is thrown back in there, we don't know Parsons' minutes restriction. It's all over the place. So we kind of have to wait and see with Memphis. Yeah, Chalmers and Martin sound good to me. And I I, I hope that Jermichael Green plays because definitely would load up on him if he does. I don't mind paying that price tag for him just because he'll be getting so much usage in that front court. Um, but, you know, let's move over now to the Orlando side of the ball. One guy that kind of shined out last game and is still pretty cheap is DJ Augustine, and he draws a pretty good matchup here against, uh, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies. Chalmers not particularly great on defense, and just not great on defense in general Memphis at defending the point guard position. Uh, I believe they are. Yeah, so looking at this, it kind of makes me wonder, you know, do we have more meat on the bone on DJ Augustine here? Put up 40 DraftKings points last game out, 25 before that, 33 before that. Obviously, the absence of Alfred Payton's opening up a lot of usage for him. At 4,600, it's kind of hard to fade him here, right? Uh, I mean, I think he's fine. Uh, it's just there's going to be a lot of good value on this slate where I don't think I need to be playing DJ Augustine. I think he's fine in tournaments, you know, if you want to play him. If you're filling out a team, then you're stuck with 4,600. I get it. But I don't know. I think there's just going to be so much value on this slate that I'm not going to need to go to a DJ Augustine. Again, I'm someone that plays kind of, a, you know, one lineup on each site and then, like, maybe one tournament team. I don't, like, multi-ant or anything. I could see getting exposure to him if you're building a lot of teams, but uh, not one of my main targets today. I think on Orlando, if I play anyone, it's going to be Vucevic. Uh, just plain and simple, 7,100 for Vucevic is way, way too cheap, uh, especially if he's playing 30 game that's the most minutes he's seen since returning you know five more minutes than he's seen basically i know it's the second night of the back-to-back so uh i'm just assuming he's gonna go out there and probably play like 33 to 35 minutes here today so yeah i like vucevic for 7100 price is just way too cheap so uh if i play anyone in orlando it'll be vucevic for me and just like kind of like a guy i'll run it back with in my memphis uh stacks all right and what else you want to mention here before we move on to the next game uh, I mean, you can like say like, you know, Aaron Gordon, similar situation too, same price tag, but like, I don't know. He's too inconsistent for my liking. I get it. If you want to play Aaron Gordon, I'm just, yeah, right. Probably one of those guys that like I have this bias against that. I'm not the biggest fan of, I think he's fine or whatever, but I, I just rather play Vucevic at that price feels a little safer with uh, just as much upside. So I'd rather. Yeah. I'm with you. I go Vucevic over Gordon for sure. Yeah, and then like I, I just it's it's too good of a slate, uh, like value wise, where I just don't think I need to be living in the mid tier with like an Evan Fournier, and there's already better mid tier guys. Like I just eh, like eh, it's the magic, right? Not 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 the greatest rosters, but I think it's fine. Just keep it simple with Vucevic if you want, like you know, run it back with Vucevic and the Memphis stacks if you want, and uh, you know, I don't think you have to do that too. It's just uh, something that you can do, but we don't need to play too much Orlando. I think there's better spots on this slate. Unless you want to play your favorite DJ, you know, DJ Augustine. Then you go ahead and do that, and he'll uh, he'll spin some fantasy points up for you. Uh, before I keep going with any more bad dad jokes, let's just move on to the next game. So we've got we've got the Denver Nuggets in Cleveland against the Cavs. Two twenty eight is the game total. This game is on both sites. Now we've crossed into the territory where both sites have these games. Um, Two twenty eight is the game total. As I said, Cleveland just a five point home favorite, so it's supposed to be a high scoring close game here. 
this is going to be a fun game to watch just in general. You know, a good basketball game, up pace game to watch. But more importantly, there's so much fantasy value, um, fantasy goodness to be had out of this game. Uh, not to mention that it is by far the highest game total on the slate. So this is, for me, the most game stackable game that we have. The question is, you know, where where do you target um, here? So I'll let you go ahead and talk about this one, Travis. Yeah, I think this is the game that, like, everyone says, like, yes, I want a game stack and I want to get a ton of exposure to, and I think you can get enough exposure to it. Uh, it's just, like, it's a lot of these guys are kind of pricey. Uh, I think I think you can make it work, though, and I think it's the game to target of the slate, right? It's got the 228 total. Uh, totally get it. LeBron James, play of the day, right? If I had to pick the guy that's going to score the most fancy points on this slate, give me LeBron James. He's probably my favorite guy. But, like, the Cleveland side then just gets, like, kind of uh, rough, right? It's kind of tough to figure out what to do here. New team still trying to figure everything out. Uh, like, right, Larry Nance, do I really want to play him? Uh, sure, he is upside. Like, Jordan Clarkson, too, another guy. We like to target guards against Denver. This seems like a great upside spot for him. He hasn't really, like, you know, flashed that yet in Cleveland. Is this the spot he finally does it? I think he's an interesting tournament play. Uh, you know, yeah, like Rodney Hoods, the J.R. Smiths, uh, Tristan Thompson. I mean, they're all just kind of, like, inconsistent. And, uh, like, Jeff Green, it's just tough to peg which one's going to do it each night. I think if I had to pick which guy's going to do it, it's George Hill. That's the guy I would maybe look to. Again, we like the target. The, uh, nuggets, and I think that this is a spot where they're going to need him defensively. So uh, that's for a guy I would pick of these Cleveland guys, but uh, all in on LeBron James, right? I think he's the guy I want on this slate, the main guy I want to pay up for. I guess you can make an argument for maybe uh, some of these other studs if their ownership is like just way too low compared to what LeBron is. But I, I mean, he's the chalk. He's the guy I'm going to be playing in cash games. Uh, give me all the LeBron on the Cleveland side. Yeah, I agree with you about the George Hill mention too. I think that's important. I mean, this might be a Larry Nance time. I think they might need him on the court just because the Nuggets have Millsap back now. They've got a lot of big bodies. They're going to run some big lineups. They're going to need to keep up with the size. I think Nance will be, uh, you know, someone that the Cavs will have to roll out there to keep up with the size. The Cavs don't have that deep of a roster with big men the way the Nuggets, you know, the Nuggets do. So they, they could create some mismatches, you know, within the rotations if the Cavs aren't able to keep up. So I think we'll see a lot of Tristan. I think we'll see a lot of Nance, and I, I think that. Uh, you know, we're going to see, you know, a lot of LeBron playing the, you know, maybe playing the three and then slide into the four, you know, to, to you know, if, and then if you see Millsap at the four, I think they'll line them up pretty well over there. It's just, it's going to be an interesting game to watch just to see how they adapt because these rosters are so differently, you know, different in size that it's going to be interesting to see how that goes on. But uh, anyone else on the Cavs here that you want to mention? You know, we can go over to Denver. Like one reason why I probably won't be playing a guy like Larry Nance. And again, I get it. I understand the reasoning for it. Your, your take is, is fine on that. Is like, I'll just probably be playing Paul Millsap. He's just too cheap for doing. I'm wondering uh, on the second night of a back to back, right? Uh, did they play yesterday or no? I'm trying to think if they, no, they didn't. Uh, yeah, they did play yesterday. Sorry. I'm blanking here. Uh, yes, they did play uh, yesterday. So right. Second night of back to back. Uh, that's something slightly concerned about like what are they going to do with Millsap's minutes again something we're going to have to monitor up until lock uh Mike Malone is kind of annoying though so we, maybe we don't get that news and it's also a Saturday so we don't always get the greatest uh, news updates uh throughout the day because they don't go through shooter yeah, uh, I think though Millsap if we're expecting him to play like 27 minutes at this price 5200 on uh DraftKings and then FanDuel He's a little bit pricier, but he's still going to be a guy you want to get exposure to. I'll probably fade Jokic. I understand it in tournaments if you think he's going to be low-owned, right, because he's Jokic. But uh, with Millsap back, I feel like that's eating into his production a little bit. And sure, he can go off on any slate. But, but uh, I don't know. I just don't think I need to be going Jokic. Other centers that 
I prefer instead. So no Jokic for me. I'm more so looking to target guys in this backcourt, like Trey Lyles, Mason Plumlee, and Chandler. I'll pass on all those guys with Millsap back. Don't think I need to really go to them. It's just this this, this backcourt is where I want to go. Uh, Jamal Murray, I think he's a fine uh, cash and tournament play. I don't love him, don't hate him. He's just an a fine play. Uh, no hate against him, but the guy I love is Gary Harris. Uh, just the price is too good around the end. And he also has a little bit of upside too. I like Gary Harris. He's probably my favorite target on Denver along with Millsap. Those are the two guys I'm really keying in on right now. And then uh, Will Barton, I, I he has upside and this is like a great game environment for him, but he's just a little pricey for my liking. I think more so on DraftKings at 7,300, I'll play him. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think it's really Gary Harris and Millsap are the main guys I'm keying in on. And then I'll run it in with LeBron. And that's kind of like, if I was building like a Cavs Denver Nuggets stack, that's how I would do it. I'd go like uh, LeBron, uh, the Harris and Millsap, and then maybe throw in like a, a George Hill there too as well and kind of call it. Yeah, I really like, uh, Millsap too, and I think you have to like him on the slate, especially on DraftKings. As you mentioned, that price at five point two k, way too cheap. Probably fading Jokic as well. I think I'm on board with you about that. Gary Harris, I think I feel about Gary Harris the way you feel about Jamal Murray, and I feel about Jamal Murray the way you feel about Gary Harris. So, um, you know, that's that's a little interesting thing there where I, I do like Jamal Murray a bit more than I like Gary Harris, but I do think that both are fine plays in the slate. And, yeah, other than that, I, I just don't think that you need to go messing around here with the Nuggets too hard unless you're game stacking. Like, I don't think you need to play a Wilson Chandler. I don't think that you, you know, I think you could stay away from, like, Plumlee and Lyles now with, you know, with Millsap back. So maybe Barton, if you're, if you're game stacking, I would try to get some Barton exposure just because he has the upside. But he's too expensive for my liking now to feel like I need to load him up, you know, in a, in a non-game stack roster construction. So, yeah, uh, I think that's about it for me here. What about you, Travis? No, yeah, that's about it. Again, I think this is a good game to get exposure to. Uh, definitely one of the multiple lineups. I feel like you want to be overweight on some of these guys, so uh, make sure you get to get exposure to this total. All right, let's get to the next game now. we got the Detroit Pistons in Miami against the Heat. 205 is the game total. Miami Heat, six-point home favorites here. Uh, so, you know what tonight is, Travis? What's tonight? Tonight is the night that Blake Griffin finally has his huge monster showing in Detroit. I mean, why is that? I mean, I thought he did that like at the start, but what? what I guess what's your take? Why do you like him here in this spot? Because I hate Blake Griffin today. I don't really want to play him. I get the price is cheap, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not the biggest Blake Griffin fan here in this spot. So uh, I guess try and sell me on it. Oh, it's not gonna. It's not gonna be that hard to sell you. Come on. All right. So here's the situation, right? Blake Griffin's in the slump. As we've seen his price decrease, we've seen his ownership decrease as well. People losing faith, not looking at Blake Griffin the way they did when he was on the Clippers. Understandable, right? But now tonight, he gets a matchup against Miami. Now Miami, one of the things that they do best in this league is defend against opposing guards, right? So take the guards out of the picture. Another thing that they do well with Whiteside on the court is defend the rim, right? So who is going to be tangled up with Hassan Whiteside tonight? It's going to be Andre Drummond. So who's the odd man out here that is going to have to be dependent upon to score and to make moves and to be a playmaker? It's going to be Blake Griffin tonight. This is the guy that's going to come out and carry Detroit on his back, keep this game close. You know, last time he faced Miami this season, put up 38.8 DraftKings points in 36 minutes. I think tonight we'll see him play, you know, in the mid-30s, and I think that he's going to put up a huge game. And, And not just, you know, not just peripherals. I think that we're going to see him 
really get out there. And, uh, you know, last night he came out confident against Orlando and put up almost a triple-double, put up 12-10-9. And I think that we see him really score a, a ton of points tonight. Like, I think actual real-life points. I think it's going to be a crazy Blake Griffin night. So uh, that's just my take on it. I guess it's more of a gut feeling than anything else. But uh, watching the games, definitely you get to see how certain teams operate. One thing Miami really struggles with here is uh, defending kind of like these hybrid, you know, three, four, five guys like Blake Griffin. So I think that he is going to just be the odd man out, like I said, get plenty of opportunity. Super underpriced, too. I think he'll be low-owned. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's my favorite tournament play on this entire slate, Blake Griffin. So that, that's where I'm going with that. Yeah, it was but I don't know. I'm probably not doing it. Uh, I, there's other guys in that range that I prefer. So I'll just play them. The guys I already like, uh, and I already like some like cheaper guys too. So I just don't think I need to be playing Blake Griffin today, but I get it. Uh, I think you made some sense there. Uh, he did actually have more ownership than you would expect against the magic yesterday. Probably cause it was the magic. Uh, this is just a game I'm really not playing. Uh, <laughs> A game that I just don't want to target a ton of. Uh, like Andre Drummond, I'll absolutely pass on. Don't need to play him. Hey, Miss Smith, no thanks. Blake Griffin has just been too frustrating for my liking. Uh, I'm just not going to play him. Uh, and again, I get the prices uh, decrease, right? It's a good time to, good time to buy in him uh, rather than when the price he's been at most of the year. But I just don't love the matchup too much in general. Here, just a good defensive team. But I, again, I get your sell on it and expecting. Uh, on the Heat side of the ball, though, I think there's a lot of stuff that we have to have interest in, right? We have a lot of injuries going on. We got Wayne Ellington. He game. Then on top of that, we have who's doubtful. So guys to like here, Dwayne Wade. I think his price on Fanduel specifically, where you have to play two shooting guards for forty eight hundred, is really good. Uh, I don't love him as much at fifty five hundred DraftKings, but I still think he's a fine play. Uh, Josh Richardson. He's going to be in the conversation. A guy that I think I'm going to like. I know Kelly Olnick was like the worst play the other day. I called him Kelly Trollnick for the what he did to us. He was very high owned, 13 minutes played, 6.6 fantasy points. Uh, but he's only 4,100 on uh, FanDuel and 44, I believe, on DraftKings. I mean, just too cheap for him. And you talked about how they, you know, the Pistons have those delts. They need Kelly Olnick to get some run, right? So I think for his cheap price tag, have to have some interest in him. Really gaining on. Josh Richardson and Olnick and just buying low on their prices with the injury situation. Maybe Tyler Johnson possibly being out, but but, uh, I don't know. Just think there's better point guard options that I like instead. So I don't think I'll end up going. I think there's some value here that we have to look at on Miami and kind of have to wait and see what happens with the Johnson and Ellington news before we act on it. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's definitely going to be a news day in many regards. And this is just one of those many regards where we have to worry about the news, right? So yeah, definitely a news day, and this isn't even like the this isn't even like the best uh, value that we that we have on this land. We've already talked about two good value spots, and we still got better ones coming. So uh, yeah, just uh, you know, wait and see. It's going to be a fun. Sure, it feels like it's one of those days where you just got to pick where you're going to spend up. You know, and I think that we both agreed that LeBron was probably one of the best plays to spend up on. Um, just sifting through the value here is going to be the tough thing. Uh, all right, so we talked about the Heat, how we have to wait on the news. Now, what about Detroit side? I know that you said you're not as crazy about Griffin as I am here, but I am standing by my Blake Griffin cell here, so I'm definitely going to be pushing him out there in some lineups. But maybe the certain guys that you are interested in on the Pistons that we haven't mentioned. Uh, no, I mean I'm just I'm staying away. I just uh, it's 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 a six seven game slate, and there's like I like when I have spots where I can cross off, and I I think I'm fine with crossing off Pistons there. I don't think I need to play any of them. What about your boy Reggie Bullock? 
And I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do like Bullock. I think he's a guy that uh, is someone that we've been wanting to buy on for uh, since that like trade happened. And he had some decent games here and there, and he was solid. But uh, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't need to play him here. This is not a great matchup for him. So I'll pass. Uh, like, like yesterday was the spot for him, right against a team. Uh, but no thanks here. Man, you're making me want to like just plug in Griffin and Drummond and just correlate them because if everyone's staying away from these guys, they're gonna have great ownership here for these tournaments. With massive upside between the two of them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, that's the thing I'm kind of debating. Like, are people going to play Blake Griffin because of the cheap price? I wouldn't be shocked if they do. Uh, I wouldn't even be shocked if it ended up happening to me in like on a site like Fanduel where I have to play two uh, forwards. Right? I could see myself if there's just too much value, I kind of get sucked into having to play him again. I don't know if that'll definitely happen, but when you have to play two power forwards and then you have all this money because of all this, I see myself getting sucked into more there but uh i don't know again like he had like more i believe he had more ownership than i expected yesterday uh and i i, I do think people like a bargain right and it is a bargain on blake griffin i won't uh argue with that but the matchup is not one that i really like to target well, so again just, I, i'm staying away i'm just I, i'm not trying to elaborate too too deeply on this but just take a quick look at the detroit pistons roster they have 100 implied team points right team total points who else is going to score besides drummond and griffin is ish smith going to go nuts scoring is james ennis going to go nuts scoring is Bullock going to go nuts scoring? No. They have no one on the bench with Stanley Johnson. I mean, st- the only problem is Stan Van Gundy runs like these moronic. I don't know. Uh, again, I get it. Uh, I understand why your take, and I think it was a better sell than I was expecting. But uh, there's just other forwards I like already. And again, Josh, I'm not playing 10 lineups. I'm not playing 20. I, I just really kind of uh, put all m- my money behind like one team or two. So, uh, yeah, it's just he's not going to fit it for me. All right, let's move on to the next game. We've got the Boston Celtics in Houston against the Rockets. 216.5 is the game total. Rockets, eight-point home favorites here. I'm sorry, eight-and-a-half-point home favorites here. Wow. So uh, the Rockets going to come in and, and blow out the Celtics here at home? Is that what's going to happen? Uh, yeah, I don't know about that, but it, this is going to be a fun game. I think this is like the you know this is the ABC game of the night, so take that for what it's worth. But I think this is like more of a game that like you watch from like a real life perspective and just kind of enjoy, right? As a Celtics fan, I'll probably uh, want to be watching this game or you know kind of tracking it if I'm out just to kind of like see how they play against the Rockets. And this is a game that I think is more of like a game you just kind of enjoy from a real basketball perspective rather than a DFS. I think there are some solid plays though that we can talk about. Uh, one guy I want to mention, and, uh, and we'll start with Boston first. Uh, so Al Horford, why is he just so cheap? Right, sixty one hundred. It's because those last three games. I'll read you the game. Or last five games. I mean, 21 minutes and 23 minutes the last two games, 12.4 fantasy points, 16 fantasy points. Then he had 33 fantasy points in 32 minutes, 26 minutes, 18 fantasy points. Or sorry, 20, 26 minutes, 16 fantasy points, and then 12 minutes uh, and 18 fantasy points. I don't know. That, that may have been the all-star game or something like that that I'm seeing. But, uh, yeah, uh, either way, he has just kind of been really disappointing, uh, just really frustrating in general. But that price is way too cheap for this type of matchup. And if you told me Al Horford was getting 30 minutes at 6,100, you would want to play him. So uh, I think he's a really good tournament play. A little tougher in cash because of the inconsistency he's been showing. But I like Al Horford. I think he's a guy that's going to be in consideration for me today. Uh, the way I kind of play all these other guys out, like uh, those guys in the mid-tier, uh, you know, like the Marcus Morrises, the Marcus Smarts, Terry Rogiers, Jason Tatums, Jalen Browns. I think they're good guys to mix and match throughout your tournaments here and there. But don't get too crazy with the exposure on them. I think a lot of them are underpriced and have upside. If you force me to pick one, I think it's Marcus Morris is the guy that I would pick, but 
not getting too crazy with those guys. And then the last guy uh, is Kyrie Irving. I just think he's too expensive. I'd rather play Chris Paul at the same price. Uh, I think he's a better play in general. Uh, Kyrie Irving against Chris Paul defense, uh, I'll pass on that. I get it. It's Kyrie Irving. He can go off on any slate. But I just think Chris Paul is a better value uh, for similar. So I'd rather play Chris Paul instead. So that's it for the Boston side for me. You got any other takes on the Boston side, Josh? I'm just not uh, – I'm not – I don't know. Like I'm, I'm looking at this game and I'm trying to decide where do I want to go, right? I think Chris Paul is too cheap on DraftKings at 7.9K. So I think that's going to, you know, I'm going to have to play him at that price tag and, and at least some capacity. Maybe if I just get some, some small exposure to him, I'm going to have to try to get some exposure. So Chris Ball for me on DraftKings for sure at that price tag. Even on FanDuel, 8.3 just feels a little bit too cheap for his upside. And we know that Kyrie Irving is not the best defender. We know that the Celtics are not the best uh, defenders when it comes to stopping point guards. You know, in other regards, they're, not, they're they're actually pretty stout defensively, but just not not when it comes to point guards. Um, Trevor Ariza feels too cheap, so I'll probably take a shot at him. I think it's a hardened fade for me. Uh, Capella is an interesting guy. That's the guy that I'm really trying to figure out what I'm going to do there. I might go him over Horford just for the simple fact that I do believe that he'll uh, eat up some boards here in this game. I think he'll. he'll I think that. He's going to be very aggressive in picking up rebounds. That's something that he does very well against, uh, you know, in this kind of matchup. So I think that we could play Capella here, especially at that price tag of 7K on DraftKings. Uh, what's Capella's price on FanDuel? Let me see. He, uh, he's kind of priced like 7,800. So he's more yeah. of a DraftKings player. Sorry, 7,900. Yeah, okay. So that's fine. Um, yeah, I wouldn't go chasing that price tag. But now on the Boston side, like I want to play Kyrie. If Kyrie was cheaper, like if if – if you swap price tags with Kyrie and Chris Paul for me, like I'd probably end up going Kyrie because uh, you know that's how close it is here for me. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not too crazy about the Celtics. I'm not as crazy about Horford as you are. You know, I'm not. Um, I'm not really into Tatum. Maybe you know Jalen Brown's not really like who I'd want to go chasing here either. So I don't know. I think for me. I think for me, I'm really just focusing on the Rockets here, and and if I want to sprinkle in the Celtic. You know, I, I guess I'd have to find room for one of them. Maybe it'd be Jalen Brown, but not really targeting the Celtics hard here. Yeah, I don't think we have to target them hard. I just, I just think that price for Horford is like crazy cheap, right? If I told you, uh, if I told you a month ago that Horford was sixty one hundred and playing the Rockets, uh, you would probably play him, right? It's just a, it's just a crazy price tag on him. So, uh, and again, it's like one of those things. I'm definitely a little worried out, and I think those last two games were kind of blowout. So, I don't know. I think he's a good tournament play that just. Yeah, you know, is underpriced, and he's going to pop models throughout the day, right? People are going to look at him, and I think he's in co- in the conversation uh, for me. But uh, also meant to say, uh, also meant to say on top of that that um, we it's uh, Jason Tatum's birthday, so anyone who likes the narrative street, right? Uh, maybe, maybe he gets up for his birthday, but uh, don't, not taking too much of that into account. But let's move over to the Rocket side of the ball. We got Chris Paul; uh, he's my guy uh, right now that I like think I'd play on the Rockets. I get James Harden. Uh, is a good play. I totally understand that. Uh, I think this is a tough matchup, though, and I think it's tough for both these guys. This is not an easy one for uh, Chris Paul and James Harden. The Celtics are one of the best defensive teams, but that price is just really cheap on Chris Paul. I'll take the discount on him over Harden instead. Uh, I get it. Harden can go off on any things. Like, let's just say he's like single-digit ownership. Uh, and let's say LeBron is 50% owned. Again, I don't know if that's what it'll be, but let's just say it's that. Then it's more of a conversation we have to consider Harden more in tournaments because of that, but uh, right now, uh, I think uh, Chris Paul is the guy I'm leaning, and I'm just not, like, with the Rockets being healthy, I'm really just not going with a lot of these guys. Like, Capella 
DK, I think it's fine. It's fair. Uh, and again, Harden needs a good play and all, but uh, they're just getting healthier. And I just don't think I need to do this against the Celtics. It's just really Chris Paul is my main target. And that's kind of it for me. Yeah. All right. So it sounds like we're pretty on, on pretty similar pages here with this game. Uh, do you think that this is maybe a low key stackable game for tournaments? Uh, I I just don't think I need to stack it in tournaments. Again, like I, I already have the Denver and Cleveland game to stack up, and uh, I got another game I'd rather stack up coming up. So uh, yeah, I, I I just don't see it happening for me. But uh, I think it's one of those games that like you think you want to stack. I think the prices are fine where you can stack it up, but I just don't think we need to today. All right, let's move on to the next game. We got the Los Angeles Lakers in San Antonio against the Spurs. Two hundred eight is the game total. San Antonio Spurs five point home favorites here. So, what do you think here? Do we still have any uh, Paul Gasol revenge thing going on here? And there was a couple of teams ago, whatnot. Uh, no, so like Paul Gasol's questionable for this game. So, like this is this is I think my game. I'm going to stack tonight because I just think all the chips are going to fall the way that I need it to. Uh, Paul Gasol questionable. Lamarcus Aldridge, uh, he is doubtful again. Uh, a reason why I like Popovich is I think he's showing his cards here very well to us of who's going to sit. Right, we know what Popovich kind of does. Uh, have a feeling that Lamarcus Aldridge definitely sits here. Gasol's questionable again. Maybe we don't get the news before lineup lock, but uh, I don't know. I feel like this is a great spot to kind of sit Gasol, great spot to sit, uh, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge. I think the only way Gasol plays is if he really just kind of tells Pop, like, hey, uh, I'm feeling fine. I want to play against my former team, right? Uh, if game was in L.A., maybe he'd kind of be pushed more to play that game, but I don't know. I, I think this is a spot where Gasol and Aldridge sit. Uh, definitely Aldridge. I think uh, with him doubtful, there's no chance he sits, and I think there's going to be some really good value here. Maybe it's just wishful thinking and me wanting both to sit, but I really think – LMA sits and then Gasol I'm just hoping sits too as well because this is just a great spot then then we get Davis Bertans for really cheap he's going to be a good value on the slate Joffrey Laverne he's going to be another great value I mean how could we not like these guys against the Lakers it's just too good of a spot then so I mean those guys will be screaming value plays guys that will want to play then you got to look at a guy like Rudy Gay too look what he did in 24 minutes against New Orleans 41 fantasy points I mean that's insane uh, imagine if he plays like 30 to 35 against the the Lakers uh so I don't know a guy like Rudy Gay could be interesting. Even Kyle Anderson. Uh, th- there's a lot going on here, man. Like Murray, he could have a big game with the amount of usage he could see. Patty Mills. There's just so much going on here with the Spurs. If we get Aldridge sitting and Gasol, I'm going to want to get a ton of Spurs exposure against a team that's the fastest-paced team in the league versus the slowest-paced team in the league. It just makes a ton of sense to want to load up on Spurs here. So, Josh, I, I want to get a ton of Spurs exposure. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that it's a... Uh... Interesting game plan. I think that you'll get them under-owned here, too. The Spurs always seem to go under-owned, right? So you're not worried about getting popped, huh? No, because it's not as big of a thing as you think. Uh, again, this is a 2014 thing that you're still stuck in, Josh, and all you <laughs> other DFS guys. It's not as bad as you guys think. Again, uh, if Pop would pop, I'll tell you this ahead of time that LaMarcus Aldridge is doubtful and Gasol is questionable. So I don't know. I have more faith in Pop than others, so I- I'm excited uh, with this lineup and whatnot. And I think this is the game that I want to stack today. I just think there's like great, uh, great guys in the mid tier, like uh, that you can just kind of like mix and match throughout your lineups. On top of that, let me just go to the Lakers side of the ball and talk about them a little bit. We have Julius Randle, who in the last 10 games has been averaging like 39 fantasy points per game. Uh, this is a great spot for him. Love him in this spot. Like him more than Blake Griffin. He was at the similar price tier. So I mean, like Julius Randle's a guy I'm definitely looking to pay up for today. 
uh, got, or not pay up for, but in the mid tier that I really like. And we got Brandon Ingram. He's questionable for this game. Josh Hart now out for the season. This is going to be great for guys like Contavious Caldwell Pope. If Ingram sits, that'll help a guy like Kuzma out a lot. Uh, could see Lonzo Ball getting a ton of run here too. Uh, even Isaiah Thomas could get a lot of nice uh, usage here if a guy like Ingram maybe sits because they kind of like to get him a lot of run and stagger him up. Maybe that gets some usage for an Isaiah Thomas. So again, I think this is a spot where we can just like load up on Lakers. Again, like Randall's probably my favorite play if I had to pick. Uh, I think there's a good upside for a guy like Lonzo Ball at his current price. think that the minutes that K KCP is going to see with Josh Hart out is something we just cannot overlook and someone that I like at his current price. So uh, man, I love this Lakers and Spurs spot. I think there's going to be a lot of value here, and there's a lot of good guys in the mid-range where we can just like kind of game stack this up and throw LeBron in and maybe run it back with a couple of nuggets, and I think it's looking really juicy today. All right. Yeah, I, I this whole uh, point forward Brandon Ingram movement's been pretty cool. I think that he, it's really adding to his upside, the fact that he's playing different positions. So I, I do like him a lot. You know, you're kind of selling me on game stack in this game here, Travis. Yeah, I mean, it's just the mid-tier of these guys are just like really good upside guys, right? Like we're going to have uh, Julius Randle, who has a lot of upside at that, still at that price. We have Lonzo Ball, who, again, 6,600 is cheap for him. And people saying, oh, it's the Spurs, and I get it. But uh, this game could like, you know, if we have Davis Bertans and Joffrey Laverne, this is not going to be the same Spurs team. Uh, I, I just think that there's just a lot of opportunity and upside for a lot of these guys where game stacking it up makes a ton of sense. And I mean, just the Spurs in general are just going to be a team that I'm going to, if, if LaMarcus Aldridge sits, uh, I'm already going to want to get some exposure to some of these guys, but if Gasol sits too, I mean, I'll just want to load up on these guys. So uh, hoping that we get the, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping we don't get the news and then I just like play it in tournaments and uh, can benefit from the lower ownership. But uh, again, this is going to be a big news night, I feel like, and the Spurs situation is going to be one that's going to be a conversation all throughout the day, I think. So uh, I'm excited for this game. I think it's going to be a good one to uh, target from a DFS perspective. For sure. Anyone else here you want to mention in this game? Nah, that's about it. I know I talked about a lot of different guys there, but uh, definitely a game I think I'm going to look to target. Uh, we can go on to the next one, though. All right. We got the Oklahoma City Thunder in Portland against the Trailblazers. 214.5 is the game total. Four point favorites, home favorites, the Portland Trailblazers here. So uh, we got the battle of the star point guards, right? Russell, Russell Westbrook versus Lillard. Is that something to look at? Steven Adams and Nurkic are going to get tangled up down low. It's going to be a fun game to watch in real life, right? Yeah, again, feels like another like great real life basketball game to watch. And I think there's like there's obviously like good opportunities for these guys from a fantasy sport perspective. But I, I'm not I'm not paying up for Lillard. Just not going to happen for me. I'll, I'll pass. Uh, just not the right slate. Uh, I think Westbrook is a fine play. Uh, it's kind of crazy to think like I'm paying for LeBron on DraftKings, but I can get like Westbrook for a thousand less. But I don't know. I just don't see myself doing that today. LeBron's my pay up option, but I understand the pivot to Westbrook. I uh, could totally see that. And uh, I, I don't know. I could see myself maybe getting more exposure to him uh, throughout the day uh, just for the cheaper price tag. But I don't know. Uh, like Steven Adams and Nurkic, I'll let them duke it out with each other. But uh, I don't think I need to be playing those guys. I don't really like playing Melo. I'll pass on him. Paul George. I think he's too pricey right now, and especially in this matchup. Don't need to play him. Uh, and this game is kind of just one I really don't have a lot of exposure to. I think it's like if you want to like play Lillard, play Westbrook, and then that's kind of about it for me. I really just don't want to play a lot of these guys from this game at this time. And maybe I'm just overlooking it, and I like other games. But I don't know. This game is not a game that I have a lot of appeal to. What about you, Josh? Can you talk me on to any of these other guys? For me, it's really just Westbrook and Lillard, the guys I, li I like if I had to. But again, like Lillard is just too expensive. And uh, I don't know. Just, just It's not kind of uh, fitting my construction today. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's like I want to target certain guys here, but I just – 
you know, when it comes down to building my lineups, they're just not making the cut. There's just better guys I like in the same price ranges, you know, so I'm just not chasing uh, chasing anything too much here. Uh, one guy that I think might be interesting is Jeremy Grant. Uh, I think he's an interesting tournament flyer. If we see him get minutes here, I think that he could actually do some damage. I think this matchup kind of fits him well. Like, he, this fits his mold pretty well. Uh, the issue with him just comes down to minutes, right? So, like, how many minutes is he going to get? So, if he gets... if if he gets a little extra run here in this game just because of the matchup and they need him on the court, I think I think he could do something well. But that's like, you know, a deep just tournament dart for me. Other than that, just, you know, stick to the main guys, like you said, and, and move on. Um, so, yeah, anyone else you want to mention here? No, I, I just think that's really it for me. Uh, I just, uh, I don't know. Don't, don't think I really have to go with it this game. Uh, again, it's weird to think that. Like, last year it was a game that I feel like we'd want to target a ton, but – I don't know. Not not a game for me, and I guess we can go on to the next one. All right. Get my sleeping bag, my sheets and blankets. We've got the Utah Jazz in Sacramento against the Kings. 205 is the game total. Um, uh, I just It feels like, like on paper, it looks like a game I, would, I want to target. And then when you realize oh, it's the Jazz and the Kings, though, it kind of just like puts a damper on things. And the fact that the Jazz are only six point road favorites but on the money line they're such heavy favorites at minus 270 it's just a really like uninteresting spot for me to want to like attack you know maybe you've got something that you know that you know makes you want to play these guys but for me like if i maybe take a shot at donovan mitchell but other than him i'm really not really not that interested here yeah, this is not my favorite game on the slate. Not one I'm going to get too much exposure to, but I think there are some plays. I think Donovan Mitchell's a fine play. I uh, wouldn't argue against him on the Jazz side of the ball. Uh, you know, we like to target the uh, you know like target the Kings uh, with 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 centers and like Gobert coming off the big sixty point game. I don't hate going after him. I still think the price is good. Still think we can play him. So uh, you know, again, fifty eight point five yesterday. I liked him. Uh, I, I liked him yesterday. I think we like him again. Uh, I think he still has upside at that price. Still a guy that you can consider and still safe cash gameplay too, but uh, not a guy I'm getting too much uh, exposure to. If we look at the King side of the ball, it's just, I don't know. I don't like a lot of these guys' prices. I mean, kind of depends on news, right? Willie Cauley-Stein, he's uh, doubtful for this game, so I think that can make some things interesting. Uh, does that put Zach Randolph maybe in play? Does that put a guy like Scala BCA against Scala Gobert? You know, it's it's tough. It, you'd want to, but it's a really difficult matchup, so I'll probably stay away from them anyways. I think there's better value on this slate where I don't have to, you know, kind of mess around with these guys, even if a Cauley-Stein sits. Uh, I've been playing Bogdanovich a lot recently. Uh, he's been really good, but 6K, do I want to pay that in this Jazz matchup? I don't think so. Uh, I, I've been playing a lot of Bogdanovich. He's been good to me, but I'll get off him now. Don't think I need to be playing him. And like same with like De'Aaron Fox. I think he's a fine play. Uh, he's okay. Uh, you know the price is good, but uh, I just I don't know. I just don't think I need to play him in this matchup. I think there's better plays around the industry. So uh, yeah, not not my favorite game. I think it's uh, one we can do our best to stay away from. And if you want to play a couple guys here and there, I wouldn't hate it, but don't overexpose yourself to this game. And I'd rather be underweight to the field on this game. All right, yeah, I agree. If you beat me with this game, then you know, congrats. That's I'll, I'll I'll be fine losing to like someone loading up on, you know, Bogdanovich and <laughs> Vince Carter, whoever they want to play from this game. You know, Ricky Rubio. Like this is just not a game for me that seems like something I want to target. 
So. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, yeah, people, people being with a game stack from this game or like get exposure to some of these guys. Again, there's a couple guys here and there. Like the Mitchell and Gobert are really the two main guys I like if I had to pick any. And then that's kind of about it for me. All right. You ready to move on to the lock and load segment? Yep. Let's head on over and do that. All right. You want to kick it off or should I go first? Uh, I, you kick it off because I feel like I know which one yours is and you already got it. And I think I know what I'm doing, but I figured uh, you kick it off for us. Yeah, I mean, I sold you earlier on the podcast. You know, I gave you guys my pitch. Blake Griffin's going to be my lock and load play. It just feels way too cheap. And the matchup is going to be uh, really a lot better for him than it seems. And I think that we'll see his ownership not be as high as you'd think it would be or as it should be, especially at this price range. So loading up on Blake Griffin for sure on the slate. He's my lock and load play of the day. Lock him in there, take those points, and move on. And like I said, I do think I have, uh, you know, my hot take for him today is I do think we see a ton of raw points, just actual real-life points from Blake Griffin today. So, yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm looking. Uh, how about you, Travis? You got one in the train chamber ready to go? Yeah, uh, man, it's tough. Uh, it's really tough I'm trying to, like, think through, like, what the heck is going to happen here with the Spurs game because, like, this is the game I want to target. Uh, I, you know, I'm just going to go – Josh, I'm going to go kind of off the board here. I'm just going to say that game is my lock and load uh, play of the day. How's that sound? A little different. Uh, we just really need to watch for that Spurs news. I think, uh, you know, like, Rudy Gay is going to be really interesting if we can get word about him getting a ton of minutes. I kind of like him a little. Uh, there's – you know, the Davis Portans, the Laverne's, depending on what happens at the front court. I'm going to make this just my lock and load uh, game of the day. How's that sound, Josh? It's the game I kind of want to get a lot of exposure to. I think it's a fun one to game stack. And, like, you know, getting guys like Julius Randle on the opposite side, I think he's a guy I want to get a ton of exposure to. So, hey, Josh, we'll change it up for me. I'm going lock and load game of the day. So that's it for me. I'll go with Lakers Spurs. Stack of the day. Stack of the day coming from Travis. We used to do that back in, in MLB season, which is coming back around. So we'll go back to the stack of the day again soon. So, you gave us a little uh, little early stack of the day here, a little Christmas gift for you guys. Um, yeah, that, that sounds sounds cool. I, I do like that idea. I think the concept's good. I do think that we'll get them under owned. And like I said, there's uh, plenty of uh, plenty of ways that fantasy goodness can come from that game. I think that it might get overlooked a little bit. So, all right. So we did a good job. We covered the slate, Travis. How you feel about it? Yeah, feel good. Uh, should be a fun one. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Exc- excited for March with DFS more than I thought I was going to be. I was kind of like not looking forward to it, but I don't know. I-, I-, I feel like I'm excited for it now for some reason. So we'll have to see how it all plays out. And hey, uh, kind of a good time, right? Baseball's coming up around the corner. Excited to kind of start diving into that and seeing what's going to, you know, What's going to kind of uh, happen? Talk to talk to Jimino a little bit, a bit about what we got coming in the premium today. And, uh, man, we got some really good stuff. I got pretty excited about it. So uh, I don't know too many details about it, but uh, from what he was saying, it sounds like it's going to be awesome. So can't wait for that. Sounds cool. Make sure you guys keep your eyes open for that new premium content coming in from Roto-Grinders here for MLB. Roto-Grinders does have great premium content. If you're not a premium subscriber, definitely worth every single penny you'll spend to make sure that – you go ahead and, and look at that and subscribe and get yourself a membership so you could have that edge and not miss out on being ahead of the field when you play here some Daily Fantasy Sports. Give us both a follow on Twitter if you haven't. Shoot over any questions or comments. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone at Travis M A N G O N E. Make sure you check out Travis's grind down for today's slate. Get a nice deep look and uh, some deep analysis from Travis on to these games that we just covered, but you'll get some extra perspective from Travis over there. Feel free, like I said on Twitter, to shoot over any questions. But other than that, we will see you guys tomorrow for the next weekend grind session brought to you by Roto Grinders. For my co-host, Travis Mango, and I'm Josh Sir Giant.
See you tomorrow, Grinders. Peace out. A couple hours for the drive home. What a time to be alive, though. I wanna find where the time goes. I wanna find where the time goes. A couple hours for the drive home. What a time to be alive, though. I wanna find where the time goes. I wanna find where the time goes. Curly hair, small child with the brown eyes. Stay busy, there was never any downtime. All passion in the blood of my veins. It's still there, yet nothing's the same. I remember I would be so sensitive. But my failure never turned me to a pessimist. Messages written in my notebook, entering every single feeling that I thought was relevant. Happiness, jealousy, all my insecurities burning me deep into my skin like it's third degree. And back then, fake was harder to tell. But once I did, it would harden my shell. The price paid was a part of myself. Wealth, yeah, it came, then departed itself. Well, this game of life is so short. All faded lights with no torch, I'm swerving Still, a couple hours for the drive home What a time to be alive though I wanna find where the time goes I wanna find where the time goes A couple hours for the drive home What a time to be alive though I wanna find where the time goes I wanna find where the time Go to sleep 20 and you wake up 40 An observation that my dad once told me Years all blurred and they fly like a week Time moves faster if you try to compete TGIF finally sleep But dreams stay dreams when confined to the sheet Pillow talk glory days, that's how the story stays Unless you sacrifice silence to eat Robert Frost with the path less chosen Love life like I found that potion Not my style to be snapping it out Enjoy each moment as it's happening now Notice that the positive is stronger than the negative Never live settling, take ties and sever them Be your best till it's better than it's ever been Success is only how you measure it A couple hours for the drive home What a time to be alive though I wanna find where the time goes I wanna find where the time goes Couple hours for the drive home What a time to be alive though I wanna find where the time goes I wanna find where the time goes Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day we do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only.